For the last few weeks, we've been running editions of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue from the early years of the show. And I'm happy to report that even back in 1978, which is when this week's show was first broadcast, they were just as daft as they are now. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. Piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Yes, and once again, you can enjoy acrobatics, conjuring, and comedy by going to the circus while this program's on. <laughs> We've a long way to go before the end of the series, but I can tell you now that our two teams this week are both heavily tipped to reach the final. They're Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton. And Graham Darden and Barry Cryer. And we go straight into our first round, which is the one called Sounds Peculiar. We play a sound effect, and each member of the team has a sound effect of their own, and they have to identify it. And I shall award marks for the correct identification. Graham Garden, we're going to start with you. Here's your sound effect. Right, Graham. Um, well, without a shadow of a doubt, that was Steve Austin, the bionic man, getting up with a hangover. Hi. Steve Tim Austin, Taylor, here's your sound effect. And I think uh, I'll cut the avocado to start two avocados, followed by scampi and french fries. <laughs> The restaurant. Oh, it's somebody who's turned up the speed control of the revolving restaurant on the top of the post office. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yes, I was actually there when it happened. Now, Barry, here's your sound effect. Nicholas Parsons without a script. <laughs> Nicholas Barnes <laughs> approached by fans. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> right, Barry, do your best, because Tim and uh, Graham both got the bonus now. Could I hear it again, quite seriously, and then you needn't play it again after I've done a very funny guess. Barry, we'd like to hear it again. <laughs> right, stand by, here it is. <laughs> Magnus Pike shaving. <laughs> oh, really A bit like Sparrow yes. Agnew driving off that first tee. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hitting Gerald Ford. <laughs> Tim's streaking away with the bonus points there. Now then. Put your clothes back on there. 
Willie Rushton, here's your sound effect. Yehudi Menuhin re-gutting his cat. <laughs> or was yes. it Stefan Grappelli playing anything? <laughs> Sherlock Holmes with a hernia. <laughs> well, uh, Willie Rushton wins doctor. that round by a walkover. <laughs> and uh, this is the point where I tell the uh, teams that they have to think up uh, late arrivals for the artist's ball. Artists. I'll ask them to announce them at the end of the programme. The artist ball. Artists. Artists. Now then, we have a game called Paranoia. What do you and, mean by uh, that, Humph? What I mean is You're this. You're talking about me. Team A decides that there is something wrong with Team B. <laughs> team B have to guess what is wrong with themselves by asking questions while Team A reply in a manner appropriate to Team B's affliction. <laughs> the aim is to make members of Team B paranoid and leave the studio twitching. <laughs> and uh, Easy. now, Graham and Barry, you have to find out what's wrong with yourselves. How many questions do we have? You may have uh, as many questions as you like until I tell you to stop. Graham and Barry both have illusions of grandeur. Illusions of grandeur. So, Graham and Barry, start questioning. Uh, what's wrong with us then? <laughs> <laughs> A fairly typical question. Yes. So you think that's really clever, do you? <laughs> Are we conceited? Now, have oh, we got... very good. Oh, yes. We're I sarcastic. I expect you're very pleased with that one too, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, like Muir and Norden, I expect. <laughs> How do you perceive this affliction? Can you see it or hear it? We can hear it and the uh, look on your... Oh. <laughs> Graham Garden superstardon, isn't it? No. <laughs> oh, well. Is it anything in the area of conceit? <laughs> I'm not conceited. I'm twice as good as I think I am. <laughs> um, See, it's showing in his every movement. Make of the mania. No, no. What? Folly de grand. No. Yeah, I'd um, say that would count, really, wouldn't you? It is the French for it. Yeah, yes, French. I think that's near enough. French Lotions is a grander. Bloody French is giving us the French version, isn't it? The French. Yes, absolutely. Oh, how clever oh, they do it in French. Yeah. <laughs> French oh, is the clay. The uncanny thing about it is the audience knew the answer without looking at the blackboard. Because <laughs> <laughs> Graham and Barry have delusions of grandeur. Oh. Ah. Now, Tim right. and Willie, will you question Barry and Graham about your particular affliction? Meanwhile, the audience is being shown it on a board. And those of you listening at home, here it is via the mystery voice. Who is the mystery voice, by the way? That's another round. Oh. <laughs> Tim is not here. You're right. Um, right, start the questions. Does this apply to both of us? <laughs> Oh, this is going to get bitter, this. <laughs> Apparently it doesn't, Willie. 
Do I have it more often than Tim? <laughs> what has that got to do Stick with anything? Stick to the game. Oh, right Stick to the game. knows you quite well. I just wanted to know we have an argument for the show. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know me that you, well. You are, you are winning in this situation in which you find yourselves, I would ah. have said. It's not hirsuteness. Not a hirsuteness reference. No, no, no. no, no, no. Tim has the questioning. Yeah, uh, it, was that where we misled by the, the fact that both of us are different on this? <laughs> Is our diction bad, or can you... <laughs> and I've heard of clues, but silence. <laughs> Come on, Willie. Would I be dumb by any chance? <laughs> what? Am what? I am I silent? Another word they can hear I you. I think you'd better take up me. the questioning, Willie, if you could. <laughs> and. Tim has intimated that he has the answer by getting up and leaving. <laughs> Tim's not here. Ah. Tim will come back. We go on now Shrewdly to guessed. popular game Mornington Crescent. And teams, there is a special rule in play this week, and that is that Jolliffe's permutation uh, pertains in the lower triangle only. Oh. In the lower triangle only. Lower? But then if... Sorry. Okay. Now, who's going to start? Can I? Can I? That's... Oh. Tim, you can start. Um, uh, nice to have you back. <clears throat> Thank you. Morden. Uh, Chipping Onger. Scrubs Lane. <laughs> Hamill Hempstead. <laughs> they know Very the nearly a Dolly's permutation. Finsbury. <laughs> if it's Hamill Hempstead, it's Finsbury Park. Lower Triangle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's okay. just what. Tis. Yes, that's okay. All right. Is it? Well, we can't go into why. I'm sorry, I won't hold the game up. Um, you have done. <laughs> <laughs> Barclay Square. SW15. Um... Was that oh, a play? No, that's nice. Uh, Was SW15 your go? Wandsworth Bridge Road. Yes, that's right. Fulham Palace Road. Mornington Crescent. Oh. Artistry <laughs> <laughs> cannot be defeated. Well done, Willie. And Thank as God. the audience Thank spotted, God. really before I did there, uh, Tim Brooke Taylor won for his team that particular round of Mornington Crescent. And of course, we shall be coming back to that again next week and the week <laughs> Now we go on to the round which is called Tag Wrestling. And in this round, I'm going to give each team the payoff of a story, and I shall then start one of you off telling a story to fit your punchline. And then when I feel like it, I shall press my buzzer and a member... Oh, press the buzzer, it sounds like that. And a member from the opposing team will have to take up the story but make it fit his punchline. The team that reaches their punchline first wins the round, which seems the logical way of doing it. And now, Tim and Willie, your punchline is whereupon the Prime Minister removed the evening dress and shook hands with the bridegroom. <laughs> oh, I've read it. <laughs> 
I know did it. <laughs> and Graham and Barry, your punchline is, I never thought we'd escape from that canning factory alive. Said the vet. <laughs> I thought it was too good to be true. <laughs> to the chorus from Covent Garden. <laughs> right, Tim and Willie, will you start your story now? The Prime Minister wasn't feeling too, too well that morning. He had to go out in the evening to a ball in aid of uh, crippled children. Uh, you go around kicking children <laughs> and you make them crippled. Now, the... <laughs> The Prime Minister was getting out his evening dress. But this has nothing to do with our story. This is... Oh, uh, Hans. Tattle. Oh, oh. Yes, this was on... I have an objection from Tim Brooke Taylor. This has got nothing to do with our story. I mean, Oscar Wilde, Noel Coward, this sort of clever way they've taken it to... Is, is this allowed? It's absolute truth. It's nothing I, to do with our birthday, story. Happy birthday, Humph, by the way. Happy birthday. Don't you try that... <laughs> Don't you try that intellectual stuff on me. Go on, <laughs> You still have to have around, Barry. So he went away on a holiday as well he might and disappeared from our ken. It was the day of the canning factory outing. <laughs> <laughs> the connection with the Prime Minister was he'd once visited it to cut a ribbon and everything fell down. But the canning <laughs> factory uh, outing was a grand occasion held one... Canning was one of our least popular Prime Ministers. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly sending gumboats up the Zambezi and things of that nature. Uh, anyway, it was his daughter's wedding day. It was. So, thrusting on his evening dress, he set off for St Margaret's, which is next door to Westminster Abbey, and slightly more posh, if you know that sort of thing. <laughs> and they had a fine wedding there. Um, I think wonderful. the young Canning was marrying Miss Canning, as she was. The on Miss Canning, I think. My history defeats me at this juncture. Miss Canning Town. Was <laughs> Miss Canning Town. She had been. 1843, she was yeah. voted Miss Canning Town. Uh, objection from Barry Crown. Were both the people concerned in this wedding called Canning? Yes. Just yes. tidy. Yes. Yeah, they were married. Facts up. Yes. <laughs> During the ceremony, they were married. Yes. During the ceremony, they were married. <laughs> During the ceremony, from an awkward situation, marriage took place. Um, <laughs> a wonderful ceremony marred only by the temporary absence of a choir. The St Margaret's Church choir, having that very afternoon gone on strike uh, for higher notes, <laughs> <laughs> and a last-minute replacement being sought. Well, the only choir that was handy were, in fact, the chorus from Covent Garden who couldn't be run down at the moment because they were visiting one of Canning's factories, um, where they were observing the humane way in which the vet was called in to put down a whale. <laughs> so, of course, we're unable to be with us. <laughs> the Prime Minister, at uh, the relevant moment in the service, uh, where his daughter was uh, being married to Mr Canning, suddenly realised that she was, um, how shall I say, déshabillée. I'm only saying that because I can't think of anything else to say. <laughs> suddenly there was a bomb scare at the wedding. <laughs> oh, the vicar that's... cried, over to the canning factory, we'll be safe there. <laughs> and they all rushed into the canning factory, crammed themselves in, and suddenly heard very menacing noises from outside. We must... Whereupon the Prime Minister removed the evening dress and shook hands with the bridegroom for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Unless there's an objection from the opposite team, I have to award that. A merciful release. Certainly irrelevant tagline to to Willie Rushton. No objection. Willie Rushton's the winner. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Take it in good health, I think. And we go on to our blues, a musical item. Colin Sell comes into his own at the piano now for this one, uh, accompanying the teams in a blues on a topic given them by the opposing team. We're going to start with Graham and Barry now. So, Tim and Willie, will you give them a topic for their blues? Yes, the the Mad Dog Blues. <laughs> we'll do. And we can go through it twice for this. Two verses. 24-bar blues. What? Well, I'll, I'll take a fling. Room to manoeuvre. Woke up this morning. <laughs> I was feeling rather low. Rather low. So off to the jolly trumpet and frog. <laughs> I did go. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. There was a great big Alsatian standing by the bar. I said to the barman, does your dog bite? And he said no. (laughs) One more time. One more time. (laughs) So I walked up to the bar (laughs) at the jolly old trumpet and frog. (laughs) Jolly old trumpet and frog. Just to rhyme with dog. And this great Alsatian dog took a great big bite out of my leg. And I was agog. I said to the barman, you said your dog didn't bite. And he replied, that ain't my dog. (laughs) You asked for it. Okay, three marks. (laughs) And uh, Tim and Willie, you're going to sing now on a topic supplied at this moment by Barry and Greg. We're in sadistic mood. Um, their blues uh, is in calypso form. <laughs> what? That's my Your blues is in calypso form. Colin, can you remind us of the calypso form? Enough. <laughs> and Graham will give you a subject. Okay. Right, that's enough preparation. Graham will give you a subject appropriate. Inappropriately enough, the West Indies blues in calypso form. <laughs> I woke up this morning. My wife had gone. To the West Indies for the sun. <laughs> now you are questioning me, Jamaica? No Trinidad with Freddie Laker. Oh, <laughs> Glib devils. And four points for you. <laughs> Now we come to a round called Kim's Game, which is based on the well-known parlour game. A number of items will be passed on a conveyor belt in front of one member of each team, and he he has to remember as many of them as possible with the help of his partner. The conveyor belt goes for ten seconds, and there are thirty seconds for recollection. And the recollector can take home everything he remembers. We're going to start with you, Tim and Willie. The objects are coming up on the conveyor belt now. Right, now you have 30 seconds to recollect. <laughs> Which of you wants to recollect? That woman's leg is still sticking out from behind the curtain. <laughs> Anthea's leg. <laughs> um, can we both do it together? All right. Um, a cuddly toy. Uh, <laughs> there was a dead juggernaut. <laughs> uh, 
typewriter, uh, um, electric hair curlers, um, uh, a Concorde. Concorde. Concorde, <laughs> yes, Concorde. Money. The thing, you know, without, without, without toasting fork. Toasting fork, toasting fork, toasting fork. Well, an electric thing, you know, electric, silver, electric yeah, silver, thing. silver thing. Joanna Southcott's uh, cricket box. Oh, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, you know, one of those things that uh, you, got, you plug in and you, and you push it. A, yes, and you push yes. it, and um, it's made of solid gold. Solid it, warm, gold. it warms the wife. It warms the wife. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, there are two of those. <laughs> and uh, there was another cuddly toy. And uh, what else was the Willie? What Mary Grayson's body. Um, <laughs> a flea circus. Um, <laughs> yes, the man who puts the things on the end. <laughs> 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 You can take him home. <laughs> well, I worked out that you correctly recollected four items out of that, so you get four marks and you can take them back. And I would like, before Graham and Barry do their uh, recollecting, I would like to ask the audience, please, don't help them, because it's bothering. <laughs> Graham and Barry, here are your items on the conveyor belt, starting now. Already, you can start now, recollecting. 30 seconds trust. from now. Yes, uh, that was Sir Charles Fortis' trust. Sir Charles Fortis' trust. Fish knives! Fish forks. Fish. And there were, there were some fish plates as well. And, uh, there was the Taj Mahal by Moonlight in the wife's name. Um, <laughs> there was um, a collapsible House of Commons. Um, being broadcast. Electric elephant. And, uh, no. No, no, that was a set of matching national fronts. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was, uh, what was that? A cuddly Bernard Manning. Uh, <laughs> impossible. <laughs> no, it fell off. Uh, <laughs> You've only got 28 seconds left. <laughs> Uh, there, was, there was a broken stopwatch. Broken stopwatch. Right. <laughs> cast, iron, cast iron wreath. Oh. Barry managed to buzzer. get one in there under the net, so to speak, so that puts him ahead. And the scores so far, as we move on to the round in which the teams, <laughs> the teams announce their late arrivals for the artist's ball. We'll open the bidding right now. The late arrivals for the artist's ball. Oh. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> Roaring in on a motorbike with a singular lack of grace, uh, Easel Kniesel, <laughs> oh. with his pal, Et. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr and Mrs Madder and their daughter, Rose Madder, and her pig, Ment. <laughs> From Greece, it. would you welcome, please, from abroad, uh, a gentleman who, who not so much paints as... Dorbs. He's known as Dorber the Greek. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, all the way from the States, Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Trait and their father, Paul Trait. <laughs> <laughs> Here with the ladies and the gents, two lose, low trick. <laughs> and to do some impressions for us <laughs> with his driver, Van Gogh. <laughs> 
The Impressionist, oh. yes. And who are those people dressed up as parcels and letters? <laughs> They're the post-Impressionists. <laughs> just had the fancy dress competition and before the raffle the the mayor will in fact light the bonfire this in your programs is the pre-raffle light <laughs> oh. which will be drawn by renaissance yes <laughs> and lance cape <laughs> will you welcome please mr and mrs ist and their son edward lionel who has recently knighted the sir el ist Oh, <laughs> and his daughter. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tomical Drawing and their daughter Anna Tomical Drawing. <laughs> With their peak asso. Uh. <laughs> and I wish he wouldn't do that. <laughs> A long oh, line of intoxicants. <laughs> the cupids. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Pissarro with them? Yes. <laughs> Can't see he's got his back turned. <laughs> oh, there's Jackson Pollock with his family, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Colours. Mr. and Mrs. Colours, who are descended from that well-known 18th century Walter Colours. <laughs> All right, we'll go quietly, Constable. <laughs> It was a bit like this on the Titanic, wasn't it? Yes, very nice. <laughs> At this point in the game, when the teams begin to cast despairing glances in my direction... Mr and Mrs Couturist and their daughter, Carrie. <laughs> From Turkey, the Turk was he blue? <laughs> and the score in that round is to Barry and Graham, five groans, three claps and a laugh. What? Tim and, and Willie, three heavy sighs, nine claps, and eight seconds of dead silence. <laughs> Which puts them in the overall lead and means that we finish the games for this week and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye now. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins. <laughs>